Connection Sunday. Uh, we're looking forward to sharing a little bit more about how you can get involved in our connect groups, uh, our small group ministry here at Fresno Church, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. If you've got your Bibles, I want to encourage you to turn to Acts chapter number 4 today. Acts chapter number 4 is where we will be in just a minute. Acts chapter number 4 and verses number 32. Uh, today we're going to talk and learn a little bit from a character in the Bible whose name is Barnabas. Let me tell you a little bit about him as we're getting started. Uh, Barnabas, his nickname was literally uh, the encourager. In fact, everywhere he went, and we're going to see today, he just encouraged people. Uh, he always had a word of blessing for them. He always had a way to just try to be a help to them. And so he got known in the early church as just one of the most encouraging people in the New Testament. Uh, there's this other character that you'll find out and read about in the New Testament. His name was Barabbas. And I'm, gonna, I'm telling you this for a reason. Both of their names start with B. But uh, Barnabas, he was super encouraging. Barabbas, on the other hand, would have been the, quite the opposite. In fact, when we find out and we learn about this character by the name of Barabbas, uh, he's literally on death row. In fact, he's about to get tortured to death because he's just a horrible criminal. Uh, he's murdered people. He's an insurrectionist. He's just the worst of the worst. In fact, he's the exact opposite of what Barnabas would be. Barnabas is this encouraging encouragement. Barabbas is this horrible criminal. See, why do you tell that story? I, I'll get into it in a moment. When I, when I was in Bible college, uh, this would have been back in the late 90s, uh, one day uh, one of our professors came to me and he said, hey, I've got this idea. I said, there's just a lot of churches, they're struggling, they could use encouragement. He said, here's what I want you to do. He says, I'd like you to go and I'd like you to just find churches that could, that could use you know, some folks to come and be a blessing. And here, here's what you do. You just come and say, hey, whatever I can do for the church, the church family, if we can serve your community, if we can help you know, around the church with maintenance projects, uh, maybe if they would want you to, you can bring a group to sing, maybe lead a concert or something like that, speak. Just you be available to do whatever and just, just try to be an encouragement, try to be a blessing. And uh, the professor said to me, he said, here's what, here's what I'd like to do. I would like to call this group the Barnabas team, you know, and he took it from this passage that we're going to look at today from Acts chapter number four, this character Barnabas, who was this incredible encourager to the point that the early church literally referred to him by nickname as the encourager. And so I said, sure, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. And uh, I said, how do I, how do I know who's on this team? He says, you get to pick them out. He said, just go around the college. If you feel like somebody would be an encouragement to other churches, you choose them. And so the first person I picked uh, to be on my team uh, was a girl that I liked by the name of Jenny. And uh, I don't know, <laughs> you say, how did that work out? Uh, you know, I figured she was an encouragement to me. I figured she could be an encouragement to everybody else. And uh, that, so anyways, uh, Jenny now is my wife. And at the time, uh, we got to, uh, we started dating through all that. It was, it was great. But uh, we, we got some other folks, and it was about eight of us. And we traveled all around the West Coast. And we'd go to churches, to churches, to churches, just trying to be an encouragement, uh, trying to be a blessing. And one of the things that I had done is, now I'm not a graphic designer, but I had gotten some, I was going to put up like these little brochures about this team, this Barnabas team that would come to your church and be a help and be an encouragement and things. And so I, I was super proud of these things. I mean, they were awful, but I, I designed them myself and I'd use special fonts and it, it was horrific. If I had a picture, I would show you, uh, but I'm trying to get rid of that memory. I, I, I printed these things up and I think it cost like back then to print full color brochures and stuff. I want to say it was like $1,000 to print up all of these brochures and I was going to send 
send them to all these churches and you know let them know here's what we're doing we just want to come it won't cost you anything it'll be totally for free and I sent these things out and uh, I started getting calls back from pastors and they were really confused you say why because on the very front, I had put the Barnabas team, you know, I put that on the front of this brochure, and then inside I was talking about, you know, what it would do. And uh, one of the pastors called me up and said, I don't know how to tell you this, um, but there's a huge typo on the very front of your, of your brochure. And I said, well, what do you mean there's a typo? They said, you left, you left off the N in Barnabas, and now it says the Barabbas team. <laughs> This, this team, you know, for those, Barabbas was this criminal, this horrible person who murdered people, and we were going to be this team that would come in, and so I was like so embarrassed over that. Of course, it cost us a lot of money to kind of fix all that, but uh, the reality is it was our heart to be an encouragement, much like we see here in the life in this person named Barnabas, all right? And what I want you to see today is we're going to look at, because the Holy Spirit, if we're going to take this whole thing and kind of put it into a nutshell, what we're going to talk about today is simply this. Because the Holy Spirit inside of us is our encourager, the Greek word paraclete for the Holy Spirit, literally the encourager, because the Holy Spirit inside of us is our encouragement, we have everything we need in the Holy Spirit to encourage others. You tracking with that? Because the great encourager is in us, we have everything we need to encourage those around us. So I want to ask you this question. Are you being and demonstrating encouragement to those around you? And specifically, are you an encouragement to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Before we dive into our text in Acts chapter number four, I do want to say if you're visiting with us today, we're so glad to have you. You really are our honored guest. It's always encouraging just to see folks come and, and visit with us. I, I do want to say if, if this is your first time, we'd love to kind of have a record of your attendance, be able to send you some more information about the church. In fact, right in front of you on the chair, there's a little QR code uh, down by the uh, give envelopes. If you just take your smartphone and turn on the camera and put that camera, hold the camera right up to it, it'll actually pop up on your phone uh, with just all kinds of information, specifically how you can connect, and there'll be a little form. You can fill out your information. We'd love just to have a record of your attendance, and we'll be sure to follow up with, you know, any questions that you might have. For the rest of you, feel free to use that. There's a lot of other things. You can get the service notes. If you want some notes from today's message, you can go there, and you can get those right on your phone. So we'll hope that you'll use those here this morning. If you are physically able, I'd like to invite you to stand as we read from our text, kind of our tradition here. And uh, we're going to read from Acts chapter number four and dive into this Bible study on the life of Barnabas. Here's what it says. Acts chapter number four, verse number 32. The Bible says all the believers, this is the early church, just as the church was getting launched in the book of Acts, all the believers were of one heart and mind and no one felt that what he owned was his own. Everyone was sharing. And the apostles preached powerful sermons and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And there was a warm fellowship among these early believers. And no poverty for all who owned land or houses sold them and brought the money to the apostles to give to others who had need. Now, you've got to understand the context here. Everybody had journeyed from all around the ancient world to Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost. They were celebrating. And so all these people came. And when that happened, of course, uh, Peter preached the gospel. Many came to Christ and a lot of them stayed. And so because they stayed... Their homes and lands were in other places, but here they are because they're learning about this risen Christ. And so there were people who lived in Jerusalem, sold land and houses, and they shared as they had need. Verse 36, for instance, there was Joseph 
the one of the apostles, his nickname, all right? His nickname was Barnabas the Encourager. So this is who we're going to talk about a little bit today. He was of the tribe of Levi, Levi from the island of Cyprus. He was one of those who sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles for distribution to those in need. We're going to look at this gentleman by the name of Barnabas. His name was Joseph. His nickname was Barnabas, the encourager. And I want to speak on this subject real briefly on this Connection Sunday entitled An Encouraging Friend. An Encouraging Friend. Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll dive into our Bible study this morning. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, I, I thank you so much for the gift that we have in the local church. It's more than an organization, it's more than an institution, it really is a family of friends. And so Lord, I pray that we would not just expect people to encourage us, but I pray that because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, that we would respond to the Holy Spirit's encouragement to us and allow the Holy Spirit to encourage others through us. I pray that you would bless our time around your word as only you can. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated here at this time. So this morning, I want you to notice a few attributes, if we can say that, in the life of Barnabas, of an encouraging friend that is surrendered to the Holy Spirit's leading in their life. And we, we find the first thought in verse number 36. Notice our text. The Bible says in 436, for instance, there was, here's the word, Joseph, one of the apostles, nicknamed Barnabas the encourager. Now, I mentioned it a moment ago, but the Greek word for encouragement is the word paraclete, all right? Most of you know that the Bible wasn't originally written in English, all right? That's pretty, you know, kindergarten theology uh, type stuff. It was originally written in Hebrew and Greek, and in the original language, the word for encourager was the word paraclete. Now, what's interesting is this is also the same root Greek word that's used for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit literally means the one to come alongside. And how many of you are thankful that we have the Holy Spirit to lead, to guide, to comfort? Praise the Lord for that. So we have this Holy Spirit, this paraclete, this one who comes alongside to help us as we navigate life. And it's interesting that the nickname that they gave to this man by the name of Barnabas literally was paraclete or this encourager and we see this played out many times in the Old Testament which uh, New Testament which brings us to our first thought this morning and that is this an encouraging friend will number one bring blessings to others and, and here we see that in this text he literally sold part of his possessions so he could take the money and give it to those in need we're gonna see in other places where he used his words to be an encouragement and a blessing you see being a blessing is, is being an encouragement with your words with your action and with your lifestyle so we see this played out in Acts chapter number 11 in Acts chapter number 11 verse 23 it says when he arrived and saw the wonderful things God was doing when Barnabas came he was filled with excitement and joy and and encouraged the believers to stay close to the Lord, whatever the cost. And he was basically coming to a place where he was saying, you know what, I want to encourage however I can. I want to encourage those alongside. And, and what I want to remind us of today, as we get ready to launch into a new semester of Connection Group Bible Studies, our small groups, is I want to, I want to encourage you to attend a Connection Group Bible study with the focus of being a blessing rather than just going to receive a blessing. 
So we're going to launch into these small groups, and, and this week, many of you, uh, some of you will be meeting in homes, and others of you will meet, your Connection Group Bible Study will meet here at the church during the weekday, and, and, and we'll meet all over the place, and some of you might meet at, on a patio of a coffee shop, and wherever your group meets, I, I want to encourage you to, rather than have a, p- a perspective that says, well, I better get something out of my small group, I, I, somebody better encourage me. I want us to go with the mindset of being, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get encouragement. But it's my desire because I get encouragement from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to be an encouragement to somebody else. The reality is you might go through this semester of Connection Group Bible Studies and not get encouraged by anybody in your group. And can I say this? That's okay. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit to encourage you. And now the posture of our hearts needs to be, I'm going to go to be an encouragement. I'm going to go to be a blessing. And that was the heart of Barnabas. He didn't go around, man, who's going to encourage me? Who's going to bless me? Who's going to be a help to me? Who's going to be a support to me? That wasn't Barnabas's posture of heart. That wasn't his attitude. His attitude was everywhere he went, I'm looking. Because the, because the Holy Spirit has encouraged me, because the Holy Spirit's blessing me, because the Holy Spirit's supporting and coming along alongside because the Holy Spirit is doing something in me I believe that the Holy Spirit can do something through me and I want every one of us to enter into this connection group Bible study season with a heart that says whether I get something from the people around me or not that's not the point I am going to go seeking to be a blessing seeking to be an encouragement seeking to be a help seeking to be a support so number one encouraging friend will be a blessing to others let's keep going in our text in Acts chapter number, number 9, verse 26, we, we see this again played out. It says, upon the arrival in Jerusalem, Paul tried to meet with believers, but they were all afraid of him. They literally thought he was faking. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles, this is verse 27, and told them how Paul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus, that the Lord had said unto him, and all about his powerful preaching in the name of Jesus. How many of you remember the story? The apostle Paul, he persecuted believers before he became a Jesus follower. You remember this? I mean, he would literally go out. In fact, he was standing there when Stephen, the first martyr, was being martyred. So the Apostle Paul had a reputation before he was Paul, when he was still Saul, had a reputation for being a horrible individual. He tortured and persecuted Christians. But now all of a sudden, he's on the road to Damascus and he sees the risen Savior and he becomes a Jesus follower. But how many of you understand, if somebody who used to go around persecuting Christians all of a sudden showed up at your doorstep and said, hey, now I'm your friend. I'm one of you. How many of you would be like, oh, I don't know about this? And that's how the church was toward Saul. They're like, I, I think he's faking it. I think he's just, I think he's lying so he can find out who the Christians are so he can persecute us and torture us. And so most of the church was like, eh, I want nothing to do with him. But there was one guy, one person who said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk on this guy. I'm going to be an encouragement to him. You know who it was? It was Barnabas, which leads us here to our second thought this morning, and that is simply this. An encouraging friend will break barriers for others. That's exactly what Barnabas is doing. He went to the apostles, he went to the church, and he says, I know there's all these barriers that are keeping you from being able to connect with the church. 
and keeping you from being able to do what God's calling you to do. And one of the things an encouraging friend will do is they will break barriers for the sake of others. They'll make it easier for people to connect. It makes it easier for people to fulfill their mission. And I want to say to us today, man, I want to, especially those of us who have been around for a while, I want to I encourage, I want you to encourage new people to, to join a connection group by helping them navigate some of the barriers of getting involved. How many of you remember the first time you stepped into church? It's a little awkward. Even if you've been in church for a while, going to a new church can be a little awkward. You don't know anybody. You feel a little bit like strange. It's like, who are these people and what are they all about? And you know what? Thankfully, many of you had somebody who came alongside of you and walked with you as you tried to navigate a new culture or a new environment who helped you overcome some of the barriers and, and things along those lines. And this is what Barnabas does. Barnabas comes along and says, Saul, I, I realize here that, you know, you don't have a good reputation in this church, uh, in, amongst the new church, but I, I want to be a help to you. I want to break down some of those barriers and help you navigate this more easily. And I want to encourage you as a church family to do the same. I want to encourage you to help others, to help break down barriers so others can connect to small groups, so others can come along and connect to those who have needs. So we see, first of all, an encouraging friend will bring blessings to others. Number two, an encouraging friend will break barriers for others. Let's look at the third thing here. Notice chapter number 15 is where we continue to see here uh, about this man by the name of Barnabas. The Bible says in chapters number 15, verse 36. So several days later, Paul suggested to Barnabas that they return again to Turkey and visit each city. This is chapter 15, verse 36, where they had preached before to see how the new converts were getting along. Notice verse 37. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. Get this. But the Apostle Paul didn't like that idea at all since John Mark had, to desert, had deserted them in Pamphylia. Their disagreement over this was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus while Paul chose Silas and with the blessing of the believers left for Syria and Sicily to encourage the churches there. Okay, so let me catch you up to speed. Now Barnabas and Paul are fast friends. They're traveling around the ancient world as missionaries, as evangelists, preaching and teaching, sharing with others the message of this risen Savior, Jesus. So they're, they're co-laborers. They're partners in this ministry of telling the world about Jesus. Well, all of a sudden, they have these protégés that come along with them, these apprentices, you could say, Titus and another one by the name of John Mark. Uh, but what happens is John Mark, he got a little cold feet. I mean, there was all this persecution happening. The Apostle Paul was literally getting stoned. He was getting tortured for his faith. And John Mark's like, I don't know. This is a little much for me. This is a lot. And so John Mark earlier just deserts the Apostle Paul, says, I don't know if I can handle this. And, and understandably so. The reality is there was a lot of persecution going on in this early church. And so John Mark's leaving. But then John Mark comes back. And John Mark says, hey, I think I can do this after all. And the Apostle Paul's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Just writes them off. He deserted me, deserted me once, you know. This is over. And so Barnabas steps in and says, hey, Paul, you know what? I, I, think, I think John Mark is serious about this. It, it, it is kind of interesting to me that Barnabas would not quit on Paul, remember, a few years earlier? 
And yet here Paul is ready to quit on John Mark. You think, man, the Apostle Paul, we look at these characters in the Bible like they're just these amazing characters and we almost look at them like superheroes. But you read stories like this and you realize they're human, just like we're human. And so in a church, we're going to have people with idiosyncrasies and we're going to have little conflicts. Even the Apostle Paul was having conflict with Barnabas. This encouragement, he was nothing but encouragement, always being a blessing, always a smile on his face. And yet here Paul and Barnabas are having this little conflict over John Mark. Is he really reliable or is he not? Which brings us to our third thought and final thought this morning that I want you to see. And that is thirdly, Barnabas, as an encouraging friend, looked to build bridges for others. He, used, he was building bridges for the Apostle Paul, and now we see him building bridges for John Mark. He's helping him find a place within this church, within his mission. And, and that leads us to this final thought, and that is one of the things that an encouraging friend will do is they look for ways to help other people who are outsiders, people who've been ostracized, people who are in the margins, and they look to build bridges so it makes it easier for them to connect. An encouraging friend will always make it easier for people to connect. And I want to say to you, what can you do to make it easier for somebody else in our church family to connect? How many of you realize this whole COVID-19 thing, if it's done anything, it's really kind of, it's created a lot of loneliness. It, we're not able to connect like we once did relationally. And the reality is if now more than ever do we need a church family that's inclusive, a church family that's giving people opportunities to connect, opportunities to get together. And I realize that's not popular in the day and age in which we live, but we need some church folks who come along and say, you know what, I'm actually, I'm going to be a Barnabas. I'm going to break down barriers that are keeping people from connecting. In fact, I'm going to go out of my way to look for people who are struggling to connect, just like Barnabas did with John Mark. And there were other people that were like, I want nothing to do with John Mark. He quit on us. And just like Barnabas did for the Apostle Paul when nobody wanted to connect with the Apostle Paul or let him in on what he was doing, Barnabas just kept coming along, building bridges for these people. And I want to encourage you to, rather than being like, well, who's there for me? Because that's what we, what, what we want to do. We're selfish. Well, who's going to be a friend to me? <laughs> and who's going to look after me? Rather being a Barnabas saying, you know what? I'm going to, the Holy Spirit's encouraging me. The Holy Spirit has my back. And I'm going to spend my life looking to see who I can help connect. And I, I want us to look out and say over the next few weeks, who is it that is on the fringes? Who is it that's struggling to connect? And, and look to go after those people and say, hey, man, join our connection group. Man, come over for dinner. Man, I'd love to get to know you better. And like Barnabas was an encouragement because he was building bridges to people who were otherwise ostracized. Here, Barnabas was coming along trying to be an encouragement. What I think is interesting is by the time we get to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, the Apostle Paul comes full circle. Remember at first he was, he's like, I don't want nothing to do with John Mark. But Barnabas took him and encouraged him and then they went on mission together preaching Jesus. And by the time we get to 2 Timothy, which is several years later, the Apostle Paul writes and says this, take Mark and bring him to me. The same Mark that he wanted nothing to do with years earlier. Notice what it says, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Why, was, why did Paul see that Mark, John Mark, was profitable now? Because there was a guy by the name of Barnabas who wouldn't quit on him. 
A guy by the name of Barnabas who says, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be an encouragement. So that leads us here as we wrap this up, an encouraging friend as we see in the life of Barnabas. Because Barnabas had the Holy Spirit, he had the paraclete in him to encourage him, to support him, and to help him. Because of that, he, was allowed, the whole, he allowed the Holy Spirit to work through him as well. And what did that do? As the Holy Spirit was working through him, he was able to be a blessing to others with his word and with his actions. He was able to break down barriers that kept other people from being able to connect. And and I want to encourage us, who are we breaking down barriers so they can connect? And then he helped build bridges and help connect people who were otherwise on the outlier, who were otherwise on the fringes. We have a lot of people in our church family who demonstrate this spirit Uh, But one of the couples that really comes to mind when I think about this is Red and Debbie Keller Halls. Uh, They have served as connection group leaders probably longer than any other uh, connection group leaders in our church. I know they've been serving for years and years and years. And they just so demonstrate these qualities of constantly looking on how they can be a blessing in word how they can be a blessing with actions. I think they're gonna continue to be leading a connection group even this semester as well. And they've always done such a a great job looking for those who are on the fringes, those who are newer to the church and looking for ways how they can bring them into their connection group or looking for how to connect them to a connection group and how they can build bridges and break down barriers and make it that much easier for people not just to come and sit in a row, but to experience relationship in circles. And we, we think rows are great. We love rows. And you're here on a Sunday morning in a row, and this is one way to experience the church, but it's not the only way. Rows are good, but circles, small group, Bible studies, connecting with people, life on life, that's, that's really where things get exciting. So, what our theme, because the Holy Spirit with the paraclete is inside of us, is our encouragement, we can also allow, we can surrender the Holy Spirit and allow Him to be an encouragement through us as well. So here's our takeaway and we'll be done. I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ through a connection group Bible study. If, you're, if you haven't made up your mind yet whether or not you're going to participate in that this semester, these are things we kick off about three times a year. And, and this week, we're going to kick off another season of small groups, another season of connection group Bible studies. Rather than thinking, well, I don't know if I'm going to join. I don't know if there's anybody in a group that will be an encouragement to me. I, I want you to just scratch that off your list. That's not how I want you to think about this. Whether or not there's anybody in that group who will be an encouragement to you, I know that if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you're surrendered to the Holy Spirit, you can be an encouragement to somebody else, whether you realize it or not. And I want to encourage every one of us to say, you know what? Regardless of whether or not I get encouraged this semester, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me who will encourage me, support me, help me, and give me His grace so that I can be an encouragement to somebody who needs it. And and I'm going to go to a connection group. I'm going to look to be a blessing. I'm going to look around the church for people that I can tear down barriers so it makes it easier for them to connect because there are some people in this room and only you're going to be able to connect with them. You know what? I'm not necessarily going to be able to connect with everybody in our church family. Sometimes because of just maybe I know them, maybe I don't. Maybe for other people, it's, man, our personalities don't kind of click the same way. But there is somebody in this church that, you know what? Your personality is best, best suited to connect with them. 
to, to navigate life with them through this process. And so I want to encourage you to be a blessing, to break down barriers and by the Holy Spirit's power build bridges for others. So here's what we're going to do. This is a little different. Normally we'd go back and we'd spend some time in worship, but because it's Connection Group Sunday, I'm going to ask our Connections pastor, uh, Nick Minerva, to come, and he's going to give us some instructions on the practicalities on how all of this works. So for those of you who are maybe newer, or maybe those of you who've been around for a while, we can really get some details on how we can move into this new season of Connection Groups more effectively. So Pastor Nick, you come.